Each one of us reacts to blood very differently. Some of us faint. Some of us quiver. Some of us just struggle with anything that has to do with blood. This morning, I actually had my blood drawn. And as I was getting my blood drawn, not that anything's wrong. It was a normal physical checkup. Haven't had one in a couple years. I saw the blood coming out of my arm. And there's only one reason why they take blood purposely is to make sure that you're okay, that you're fine, that your test scores are perfect and that you're healthy. But when we see blood, it does something to us. When blood leaves our body, there's something wrong. Whether it be a paper cut, a bloody nose, or a fatal car accident. Blood always means that something is wrong. As we come here on Good Friday, we, we literally focus all of our attention on the cross. Correct? Isn't that fair to say that, that as we come to Good Friday, we, we put all of our energy, all of our thought, all of our, all of our concepts, everything that we deal with this evening is about the cross. But you see, the cross is only a symbol of what had to happen. Blood for blood. Life for life. Let me read to you in Romans chapter 5 what it says. It says in Romans chapter 5, and listen to this very intently. Chapter 5, verse 18. I'm actually going to read 18 and 19. It says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. You see, as churches, we like to talk about Jesus as Savior, as King, as Sanctifier, as Healer. But a lot of churches don't like to deal with how He got there. How was He given this title, King of all kings, Lord of lords? How did He get to the place in Philippians where it says that He sits at the right hand of the Father and that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess? How did He get to that place? It was through His death. You see, one man sinned. Men, we like to blame who? The woman. But the reality is, is that sin came through man. And one man's act of disobedience caused God to shed the blood of an animal to cover humans' shame. Isn't that kind of appropriate, listening to that wailing on Good Friday? Seriously. In some ways it is. Because death means pain. And God covered one man's act of disobedience by the shedding of the blood of an animal. And for a long, long period of time, blood had to be shed for humanity's acts of disobedience. But God stopped it. He stopped it by sending Himself and allowing His Son to die. And die a wretched death. 
One just like that animal had to go through. It had to die and blood had to be shed for the forgiveness of sin. In our Western mentality, we don't like that. It's, it's gory. It's painful. It's not normal. And yet, that's how it happened. I've been thinking about this lately a lot, even in, in counseling situations where I've been talking with people. Is that if there were more ways to heaven than one, if there were a lot of ways to heaven than one, God would be a gruesome God. By having all these different paths and then just one path where he's going to torture a human being, his own child. But for us, we see in Scripture that there are not many paths that lead to light, but that there's one path that leads to life because that path came through death. And it wasn't even about death on a cross. It wasn't about that. It was about His death had to happen so that the blood would be shed for you and I. And that's it. Hebrews chapter 9. It says this, In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. Every act of disobedience was purified by blood. Whether it be a bull, whether it be a turtle dove, whether it be a ram, whether it be a lamb, no matter what it was, you, you actually offered your sacrifice to, to your wealth status. If you had a lot, you would sacrifice a bull. If you were poor, you would sacrifice a bird. But blood had to happen. It's a mystery we will never fully understand. But it says here, for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. I got to be honest with you, when, when we were singing that last song about bringing our burdens to the cross, I literally started to like get a little verklempt. Remember that word? Get a little verklempt. And I almost started bawling because when I think about the cross and what Jesus has done, is that I can actually say that He's wiped away my sin. And every time I sin, He's already done it for me. Because I've claimed it. I've claimed His blood as my own. I've claimed what He did on the cross as done and finished. I've claimed it that no matter what I do, that nothing can separate me from the love of the Father because of what Christ Jesus had done. Because on that cross, He shed His blood for us. And there are certain things that are timeless in this world. Certain things that are timeless. Water. It's timeless. No matter how much longer this earth stays before Jesus comes back, water is a necessity. Air is timeless. Without air, we don't breathe. Without air, we don't live. Without air, we are dead in our graves. It's timeless. Food is timeless. And Jesus' shedding of His blood is timeless. Amen? I mean, think about that. Think about that, that 300 years ago they were doing this. Minus the microphone and the lights and the screens. Think about this. 500 years ago they were doing this. 
And think about their technology, what they had, to, what they had come to. It was timeless. Think about 1,500 years ago. Think about 2,000 years ago that Jesus' shedding of His blood has been timeless and it's never, ever changed. The gospel of Jesus has never, ever changed. And the one thing as technology changes, as our governments change, as countries change, the one thing that will never change is what Jesus has done for us. How cool is that? If you are a heavy burden today, that the only timeless thing that can take away that burden is the shed blood of Jesus. If you are covered in guilt and shame, the only timeless thing that can take away that shame and that guilt is the blood of Jesus. If you are in a place of depression because of choices or things that I've done to you, the only timeless remedy, the only timeless medicine is the shed blood of Jesus. I love the cross. But without the shedding of the blood, the cross means nothing. It means nothing. It's interesting that his death was one that was timely for that day. Isn't that interesting? That his death was timely for that day. But yet the shedding of his blood was timeless. Because it began in the garden. And never ever again does anyone's blood need to be shed for anyone's sin. No one's blood never needs to be shed again for anyone's wrongdoing, anyone's pain, anyone's burden, because it's done and it's covered and it's over and it's complete. And this evening, this is one of those evenings that, that the church has lost. Not you all, you all get it. The church has lost. That for one night, we stop and we remember His shed blood. And because of His shed blood, there's no more guilt, no more condemnation, no more shame, no more holding on to things, no more barriers between us and God. And that we can literally come to His cross and forgiveness is granted. Forgiveness is granted. What greater love than what God had done by sending His Son to give us one path to complete forgiveness and one path only. That is love. This is a symbol of love. And Jesus' love is only displayed by the shedding of His blood. That was the ultimate, the ultimate 
sign of love. This evening, we're going to come to the cross. We did this last year. Is it a tradition? I guess if you do it twice in the plant, it is a tradition. But I want us to take the next little bit and truly believe that Jesus shed his blood for us. Blood for blood, life for life. And I want you to come up before you come to the Lord's table. Jesus even said in Matthew 26, 28, that the shedding of his blood is the new covenant. For this is my blood which confirms, seals the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And why is the word many used? Because for those who choose to believe. For those. We're going to invite you to come up and take a nail. And take your time. Don't rush this evening. There's one good Friday a year. It's like Christmas morning. There's one Christmas morning a year. And you only get so many of them. And let this be a place of meditation and prayer. And and maybe there's a burden that Jesus' blood needs to cover today. Maybe this is a celebration that Jesus, that I see what your blood has done. Maybe this is a confession of faith that, that yes, today I believe that in your blood, through your blood, that I have eternal life. Whatever it is, take the nail and nail it to the cross. But it's finished. It's over. It's complete. And then we want to invite you to the communion table to eat, to drink, and do yourself a favor. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you a little, a little flashback of what His blood has done for you. Have a little flashback. Have a little movie screen just running through your head of what, what Jesus has saved you from, what Jesus has rescued you from, what Jesus has done for you. For me, it's 1991. That was the first that I knew that His blood covered over my sin. That's the movie script. King's College. That's the movie script that I knew for the first time that he covered me. That I just see his blood covering me. I just want to go into a time of worship that is just, it's rolling, it's rolling. That what can wash away my sins? What gives me victory and power? What gives me, what gives me the Holy Spirit? It's the blood of Jesus. So you nail it in. Then come Take your cup, go back, and when you're ready, eat and drink in your own time. Just go into a place of worship. Just go into a place of worship. We need a sacred space in a very unsacred world. And this is one of them. I invite all who follow the way of Jesus to eat and drink with us. I invite all who want to follow the way of Jesus to eat and drink with us so that you can come and taste that Jesus is really good.